Hey, it's EDB. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett. And I'm ready to talk about why brothers just never can get along. Why worlds will always collide. Parents playing favorites. And most importantly, why in-laws will always suck. This and more we're going to talk about when we read Genesis chapter 25 and 26 in just a few moments. My friends, before we get started, I would like to focus on a verse that I would like to use as a centerpiece for this time together. It's in chapter 26, verse 4, where God speaks to Isaac, saying, I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars of the sky. I will give your offspring all these lands, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed by your offspring. Because Abraham listened to me and kept my mandate, my commands, my statutes, and my instructions. That is our verse of the day, my friends. Again, in Genesis chapter 26, verse 4. Shall we get into this? I think we shall. To me, it's funny because it seems as though we kick off chapter 25, verse 19 in the same fashion, or should I say we kick off uh, Isaac's adventures in the same fashion as his father. He begins with a wife that for some reason can't get pregnant. Then uh, he has to go and have this discussion with God and God has to go, all right, cool. Well, I'll go on ahead and take care of business. And then when God does take care of business, uh, we find that there is a little bit of a situation. Uh, Rebecca's having some, uh, some belly problems because she's not just carrying one child. She's carrying two. And these mofos is up in there fighting in the womb. When she goes, she's like, okay, um, so you took me from childless, this is Rebecca speaking now, to uh, child field, and now I got all these problems. I'm, I'm just having this morning sickness on top of morning sickness on top of morning sickness, and, and then these babies is just kicking the crap out of each other inside of me. And God's like, well, let me tell you what's going on right now. He's like, uh, this is a uh, chapter... Uh, 25 verse round about uh, 23. He's like, you got two nations in your womb. Uh-huh. Two people who will come from you and be separated. One will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger. So you got, you, you got some headstrong mofos you carry in there, girl. So just go ahead and calm your nerves. So... We start to see straight out the gate what happens after the babies is born. Esau comes out, and, and you can tell who's the weaker one, or should I say who's the dumb one, because Esau comes out. Isaac is uh, uh, Esau's favorite. We must put that in there. And Rebecca is uh, loved by Jacob or loved Jacob. So you got these two parents who are kind of playing favorites. Uh, Esau's a daddy's boy. Jacob's a mama's boy. And so Jacob is the smartest of the two, as I said. And he was out there. He, he knew how to get to his brother. You, you, you ever know 
that they say that the way to a man's heart is through his belly. You've heard that statement. If you want to get a man to do anything, just make a good meal, especially when he's hungry. Ask him as soon as he comes in the door when he's hungry. If you're smart, uh, you, 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 well, if the man is smart, he'll know. Look, don't talk to me until I eat my food. Don't talk to me until I eat my food, and then I take my nap. Because right now, my belly is making decisions for me that my mind will not agree with tomorrow. I'm just telling you, all right? Mm -hmm. But Esau wasn't about that life. Because Esau was like, yeah, 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 whatever you want. So, so he sold. He sold his birthright. He sold his stake as the firstborn. He sold it to his brother just because he was hungry. And that brings us to chapter 26, where again, as I said, it, it seems like deja vu here, like we were reliving the story of Abraham. There was a famine, and it begins in verse 1, there was another famine in the land in addition to the one that had occurred in Abraham's time. And the Lord appeared uh, to him talking about Isaac, and said, don't go to Egypt, live in the land that I tell you about. Stay in this land as an alien, which brought me to this train of thought, because I think about uh, many Americans, most evangelicals, if you will, who find themselves supporting the Republican agenda. And, and this is not me trying to pick one side against the other, but this is really taken into consideration because most times these Bible-thumping, card-Christian-carrying members will tell you they, well, they're evangelical people, they're God-fearing people, they believe in the Bible, and they believe that they should follow the Scripture to the T, and yet they're mostly anti-immigrant, anti-refugee, where the Bible is clearly these last 20 chapters, maybe, at least 12, maybe more than that. Don't ask me to count. I failed math. But these last chapters dealing in Abraham and now in Isaac are symbols. Our representation is the uh, the background, or, or what the word I'm looking for there, I can't think of it. It's, it's the, the template for what immigration and refugees, of, a state of immigration and refugees, that's what I want, maybe not, but we'll go with it, looks like the world in times of trouble, even God was okay with refugees and immigrants and some of these kings because Abimelech, he's like, oh, all right, listen. I know about you, maybe. I think your daddy was here before, I think. He wasn't sure until Isaac went and did the very same thing that his daddy had done. Isaac went over and found out that, you know, his wife, Rebecca, was hot, just like his, his mama. And so he told 
Rebecca, which this was a complete lie, at least I would like to say it is, because I don't know. I mean, when you go back to read chapter uh, 20, uh, what, uh, four? Is that where it is? Yeah, that's where uh, 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 they sent out the servant, Isaac, I mean, Abraham does, to find a wife for Isaac. Uh, none of them knew who each other were. So so he's telling her, Rebecca, now to go and tell Abimelech and these people that, well, this is my sister. Dude, that's not your sister. You're not even, you don't even know each other before uh, two chapters ago. But I digress. Following in his daddy's footsteps. He comes up. He does the same thing. But then Abimelech, said after he saw now here's the thing Abraham was like tell him uh, you're my sister but then I'm going to go one way you're going to go another here's what Isaac messed up Isaac said tell him you're my sister but then Isaac started going around and fondling his sister and Abimelech looks down like, oh, I knew I saw this stuff. I knew I watched this film before. You ever had a moment where you looked at a movie and you're like, I think I've seen this. And then you get to that point, that sweet spot, and you're like, yeah, I know this piece of crap. And so Abimelech gets a dude. He's like, okay, you're going to go do one of us could have slept with you. It could have been a big old problem. You could have got us screwed. I, no, 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 no. Then he goes and tells everybody, hey, don't touch this woman. Because this is going to be a problem. All right, just leave him alone. All y'all going to die. And so now Isaac is kind of pushed out into his own thing. We got a conflict over whether or not he can have water in certain places where he can have some wells. He goes over and tries to do it. And, and because Isaac uh, prospers uh, because of these wells, and now there's a misunderstanding because you know how the government is. When you start making more money than them, they want to figure out how to screw you. And uh, it came down to Abimelech saying, look, you're causing too much problems over here. You're coming over here. You're stealing our jobs. You're you're taking our land. You're benefiting more off of our resources than we are. Sounds like an American government, doesn't it? Or the American, anyway. Uh, you got to go. And so Isaac packs up and he leaves and he goes and he tries to do some things. And, and everywhere he goes for a period is some problems until he gets to a place called Rehoboth. And he said... For now, the Lord has made space for us and we will be fruitful in the land. This is verse 22. Finally, they settle at a spot where everybody leaves them alone. And then we get down to this point where Abimelech now has to come back. First, Abimelech tells him to get out. Then he has to come back and he's like, yeah, not only do I know this story, I, I know how to make sure that I am on the right side of it. You know, being on the right side of history. Hi, Republicans. How you doing? So he goes, he's like, listen, I know that you are the guy, right? Just like your daddy was. So we're going to need another treaty. I made a treaty with your pappy. 
I want to make a treaty with you. Can we do that? I was like, sure. I got you back. You got me. I got you. We're going to be all right. And that brings us to the final point, because now that all the peace has settled between the nations, Esau decides to go and find a wife. And what was once war within the nations now becomes war within the house because now we meet the first problems with in-laws. And that's where we'll start. We'll park right there for now. And before we go, I must thank you, as I always do, because you care for your friends and family. You share with your communities. And most importantly, you pray, not just for the people who lace up the uniform of these states united, but civilized nations all over this world, even the uncivilized ones, for they have kids too. How about we do this again? We're going to be in chapter 27. We'll see where we go with that. Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Till then, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Laters! Laters!